The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Leadership Matters with Dr. Cheryl G., Jenny Frumer, John Janetta, and Linda Schub. This is your forum for exploring and discussing challenges that are faced by public and nonprofit leaders. And now, Leadership Matters. Hi, good afternoon, and welcome back to Leadership Matters, informing leaders and inspiring solutions. Boy, do we have a treat for you today. First off, I'd really like to introduce Linda, Linda Schub, who is co-hosting with me today. Linda, thank you so very much. Oh, hello. Thank you. Good to be here. And um, I am Jenny Fruma, and I bring you greetings from the Alpert Jewish Family and Children's Service in West Palm Beach, Florida. And uh, Linda, you're in San Diego. Yes. I go to California with Organization Effectiveness Consultants. That's great. And let me tell you about our guest today. I think this is the first time I've actually had a couple on our show. I would love to introduce you to Judith and Jack Rosenberg. Hello. Hello. Um, You know, we're going to be talking about mentoring today, leadership initiatives, and I've titled this episode Leadership Initiative and Mentoring, Oh My. Um, I am, in fact, a fan of the wild things, but that's not really what I associate with Judith and Jack, although We can get pretty wild. Yeah, you could be pretty wild, <laughs> but really I was thinking more about how wildly involved you are. Um, oh, I, that was beautifully said. <laughs> um, I'm going to ask... Uh, Actually, you, Judith, to start right. out and introduce yourself and Jack, or you could have Jack introduce you and you could introduce Jack. Judith, introduce me. Okay, I have to introduce him. First of all, he's adorable, which is one reason that we're, we're together so long. We're married 50, almost 58 years, and um, Jack is, was actually a microbiologist and uh, we became very interested in antiques and jewelry and things, and he then left microbiology and became a jeweler, and we started a business. That's our very beginning, and we had um, two children, and it was um, a great deal of fun. We did not consider it work at the time. And um, Jack uh, was the actual financial person in our business, and I was the actual talker, I guess you would say, and the front lady, but... And the, and the, the design uh, uh, overseer. The what? Overseer? The design Oh, the design, yes, yes, true, and I, the design overseer, but um, it, if we didn't have Jack doing the finances, I would probably still have about $8,000 million worth of inventory and no business, so it was a very good mix. And you're both being very modest because this was a really big business. 
It was, well, a, it, it was, it was lovely. international business, and yes. we had a lot of fun, and it was um, actually a, a particular stone called Marcosite and Sterling Silver, and we sold all over the world, and we, we had wonderful trips, and it was a, it was a fun business. So for those who are listening who know that your name is Judith and Jack, you are Judith's husband, some people might put those two names together. <laughs> they did. True. There were many times they called me Mr. Jack. Mm-hmm. And uh, well, I accept that gracefully. Okay, but now we need to let the listeners in on that joke. Well, the name of the business was Judith Jack, and um, it's still it's still around in a great many department stores. But we um, no longer own the business, and we sold it a few years ago. And we were looking to become involved in different things. And do you want the reasons behind it, or? I think we can't wait to hear them. Uh, Go ahead, Jim. Okay, well, um, our son David, uh, who was uh, the designer of our business, we lost him when he was 33 very suddenly. And it was very difficult to go on after that. But um, we realized that you could either... After a terrible loss, you could lose more than one life or you can do something about it. And David had a great affinity for children. He always had a kid under his arm or one of them climbing all over his head. And he just, he would pull trucks out of their ears and he loved kids. Toy trucks. Toy toy trucks, right. And um, he had recently been married. And um, uh, anyway, uh, when we lost David... Um, we decided to do something in his um, honor, in his, honor in, his memory. in his memory, because he was so involved with kids, and kids loved him. And that, fishing. And, and fishing. he was a rabid fisherman. Yes, he was. He was exceptionally talented, and uh, he was a lot of fun and very good looking. But um, being his mom, I guess you know you have to get that from other people. But he was he was a great deal of fun, and he loved kids. And we we decided that we would want to do something to help children get along in the world and to make a better world for kids. Yeah, we at that time we lived in Manhattan. And so we came across the uh, Police Athletic League uh, of New York City and decided to see if we can do something for the kids through them because that's basically the thrust of their organization. And so we started the, uh, what was it called? It was David called the David Rosenberg. Rosenberg Fishing Adventure Fund. Right. And what we would do is we would finance the, uh, the buses take a group of children from all over the city. We took inner, inner city children. We took children from Harlem, Harlem and, and, and uh, East Harlem. And, right. Uh, we gave them little instruction, you know, before we left, and our friends also traveled with us and helped, you know, take the hooks out of the kids' uh, well, sometimes their clothing. Or... Let's say where we went. Actually, oh, right, right, uh, right. there was a uh, fishing... Um, Adventure uh, farm. Ad- well, a farm, fishing farm, and uh, I had known my, you know, David and I used to fish there, and uh, we decided to make some sort of a deal with them if we can bring anywhere from 15 to 25, perhaps even 30 children up there on a Saturday. And so we would uh, get this bus, uh, put them in the bus, pick them up in, in Harlem or wherever they came from, and once they crossed over the George Washington Bridge, an entirely new world opened for them. Because these children had very, they don't very see too much green. And, and hardly ever been out of their neighborhoods. And they were adorable. We took children from six years old up. 
And we had a lot of fun actually giving them a little class before, like the day before we left. We would sit them down in the classroom and they would ask questions and they were so excited and they would say, well, if we're going to the same fishing farm, don't the fish learn not to bite? I mean, we thought that was pretty sharp. And there were a million questions in class. And um, one little boy said, well, I have a very important question. And we said, what is it? What is it? Figuring that, oh, I hope I'm going to be able to answer this fishing question. And he said, do we get lunch? You know, so we really had a very good time. And so many of our family and friends used to come along with us and help the kids um, put the worms on the line. That was not and my these job. These kids and obviously never fished before, so right. when they caught, no matter what the size of the fish, to them it was mm-hmm. enormous. And yeah. I'm sure they went to sleep thinking about that, which was, which is what we were trying to accomplish. And, Just, and both Judith and Jack, I, I have heard the story a number of times because you are also board members here at Elbert Jewish Family and Children's Service, mm-hmm. and I find that out of your most tragic loss. Um, you know, it, it's inconceivable how one feels after losing a child. Um, that you really felt like you wanted to get involved and be there for other children and mentor other children and took this kind of initiative and leadership within your own community. And um, Linda, hearing their story uh, for the first time, I don't know if you have any um you know, responses or comments that you would like to make? Well, I must say I can barely contain myself because my vision for my life almost is similar to what you've done. And um, as an aside, my married name is Rosenberg, and my Rosenberg family is from New York. Uh Um, (laughs) So interestingly enough, nobody knows that because we're not married anymore, but um, I connected with you, and for a long time being a consultant and running my own business, so to speak, it wasn't product like yours, but my dream has been to take these corporate executives and find a way to build in mentoring and other opportunities in some mountainside retreat to get the kids out of the inner city and paired up with executive mentors. Oh, what a wonderful, wonderful process. It is such a vision, and the more I talked about it a lot a while ago, and then I got very busy with my life and my middle schooler, that is my daughter, um, but what you have done is so fabulous, and I'm not sure our audience realizes that the inner city kids, there's actually a nature deficit uh, syndrome for That's kids. very true. That's right. Yeah, and so people need to get in nature and find ways to commune that way, and inner-city kids don't get that chance. And I am just, without knowing your story previously, I, I'm so glad you opened the space for me to talk because I just personally think what you're doing is fabulous, and if at any point in time you want anything on in the San Diego area, <laughs> what you're doing Um that would be, I would be first in line to help. Thank you. Thank you, Linda. That's very sweet. Actually, we love San Francisco and, uh, and Los Angeles. Uh, love, love California. Um, but there, you know, there are so many things to be able to, to try to make the world a little better. You just have to come out of yourself a bit. And if you don't mm-hmm. after a tragedy, any kind of tragedy, then it's more than one life lost. And what is the point of that? 
That's exactly right. And, you know, as I'm thinking about this, you see these uh, kids of the range of age. Do they come multiple years? Do they come back to be told? Oh, yes, very, very, very often. And after we moved to Florida, we became involved with um, the organization, Jenny's organization, the Opera Jewish Family and Children's Service, because we wanted everything that we did to be child-oriented because of the way David felt about children and the way he felt about, about they felt about him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and it was ironic the way we, we found the organization. Uh, one of our neighbors had uh, set up a little afternoon party uh, for the uh, Jewish Family Service, and, and uh, Judith and I went, and we listened to uh, uh, Neil Neustein, the uh, executive director, speak, and I think Jenny spoke as well, and there were lots of um, pamphlets around, and I happened to have picked one up that said the mentoring program. And I quickly put myself in the corner and read it because in the back of my mind, I've always wanted to do that. Um, and so I read the article and I spoke to the young lady who was in charge of this uh, part of the organization. And we got together and we went through the ritual of everything before you took on a, ch- a child. And I was very fortunate in, in um, uh, being matched with a 12-year-old young boy. Uh, who evidently uh, had the same likes and dislikes that I had, which is part of the process, and we got together. And uh, it is now, he's 23 right now, <laughs> and still in college, and uh, teaching music and playing music. Right, and, and, and you, had to, you had to see what they looked like together, because Jack is not a tall man. And the 12-year-old little one that he was he matched was, no, with... He was, he was my height at the time. He was about Jack's height at the time. For about too. a week. <laughs> and then he just started growing and growing. And when they were playing basketball, which they did every single Saturday, Jack would come walking through the door, sweating and exhausted, and because he was playing against Michael, who was probably six foot by that time, and holding his own, but working at it. It's out of basketball, fishing, and Rosenberg. I don't know how they all go together there. <laughs> well, I just got my cue. I want to come right back and have more conversation. It is just so delightful, Jack and Judith, to have you on our show. Thank you. And when we come back, I'd really like to focus a little bit more on your role as a mentor for Michael and what that experience was like. So please don't go away. We'll be right back. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. Leadership Matters is brought to you by InnoVisions. Need to improve leadership, staff, or organization performance? Contact InnoVisions today for quality, effective, and affordable leadership, staff, and organization development training, coaching, and consulting services. Call 858-244-8264. That's 858-244-8264. Or send an email to Dr. G. Her email address is drg at innovisions.org. Innovisions is a social enterprise of the Neighborhood House Association of San Diego, California. Funds raised go to support the Neighborhood House Association's mission, developing children, families, and future leaders of our communities through empowerment, education, and wellness. We spend 70% of our week in the office. What is the difference between enjoying your job and enduring it? 
the number one motivator is a positive work environment. And that's where Real Recognition Radio comes in. Join your hosts, Roy Saunderson and S. Max Brown, as they take a look at the positive factors of the workplace, such as employee rewards, recognition, incentives, and much more. Tune in to Real Recognition Radio, Tuesdays at 1 p.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Pacific, on the Voice America Business Channel. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You are listening to Leadership Matters with Dr. Cheryl G., Jenny Frumer, John Janetta, and Linda Schub. If you have a question or comment about today's program, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. Or send an email to drg at innovations.org. Now, back to Leadership Matters. Hi, and welcome back. This is Jenny Fruma. I'm co-hosting today with Linda Schub, and our guests are Judith and Jack Rosenberg. We've been talking about, truly, how inspirational um, Judith and Jack have been in terms of being able to find a way to give back to the community, to give back to children, and engage with the nonprofit here in West Palm Beach, Jewish Family and Children's Service. And just before we went to break, we were actually talking about you, Jack, being a mentor to Michael. And um, I want to pick up the conversation there and maybe talk a little bit about what it was like being a mentor to Michael. Uh, Judith, what it was like being a spouse mm-hmm. to, of, of the mentor to Michael. And then also talk a little bit about how you uh, worked with or how you engaged with Michael's mm-hmm. yes. you know, parent. Right. Well, I remember the uh, first time we went out, they, they required, the, the organization really required, like once every two weeks for about two or three hours. But to me, it just didn't sound like that was enough time if you're going to do a job like that. I always felt that <clears throat> there had to be more in, uh, time involvement. So we used to go out every Saturday, and he looked forward to it, and I looked forward to it. And uh, I think, quite frankly, over the years, I got more out of this than he did. No, I uh, Okay, whatever. Um, (laughs) Michael was always a quiet young man, especially at the beginning, because he didn't really know me, nor I him. And I said to myself, you know what, just just be yourself. Uh, Don't try to act anything out. Uh, Don't try to figure out what he likes and doesn't like. Just just. Go do go naturally. Be. And I, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Just be. No, I mean you. Or you, you. You were just being with him, which was a very, very strong and wonderful facet yeah, of mentoring. Yeah, in fact, the 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 be, well, not the best times, but one of the best times was when I picked him up and we both sat in the car going to wherever we were going, where there was a zoo or a, a museum of some sort. And the talks that we had, he very rarely spoke and he listened, so I knew I was getting through to him. And uh, so we talked about everything. And, for example, uh, as he got a little older, uh, you know, I wanted to introduce a little uh, sex education to him, but I spoke to his mom first to make sure that would be okay with her, and she gave me her blessing, and, and we got into that topic as well. I, I can't really think of a topic we didn't talk about, whether it was world news or, or just how he was doing in school and, and his guitar lessons. And um, his, his mom 
she was a, she's a teacher. She still is a teacher, a wonderful, wonderful, educated woman, and uh, she just. She just relied on me for so much. Oh, well, there was a very, very good reason for it because uh, Michael became very fond of Jack, and although Michael never really speaks much, um, he was very close with Jack, and it was someplace for him to go and someone for him to be with who was male because there were very few of them in his life, and, and he has a wonderful, wonderful mother. And she was very, she was delighted with Jack and with the time he spent with Michael. And um, Jack is a very non-judgmental person in every way. I mean, if you want the skinny on anybody, talk to me. But Jack is such. Well, I often wonder. I often wonder what those characteristics are for a a good mentor, an effective and a mentor, particularly in this kind of formal mentor relationship. I don't know that it is formal. It may be formal from the point of view of the agency yes, from getting the it together. Right. But I don't think any of the other mentors that I spoke with have become formal in any way. It's almost as though they were... I'll tell you what you have to be as a mentor. You have to be a whole series of roles. You've got to be a friend, number one, a father, a grandfather, a... a, a um, uh, well, this is just a buddy. Uh, there, there are so many roles you have to play, and you have to balance that out. Now, I don't have any formal training in this, and that's why I just I felt so good because of what I've accomplished over the number of years that we've been together. But it's not necessary, I don't think, for you to have formal training because if, you know people. Jack Jack has a wonderful personality. He's just kind and he's interested in people, and he again is non-judgmental, and it, it, he's a great friend. And I think that those are the words that really are very effective when you're mentoring. Mm-hmm. And when the, the child can relax and be with someone where he knows he's not being judged and every question is going to be answered and there isn't anything he cannot talk about, I, I think that's probably the, the, the description of a good mentor. Mm-hmm. And Judith, what was it like for you being the spouse of, of Jack as a, as it was a mentor really, in the program? It was really a lot of fun. Um, I had to be very careful because I'm, I'm a very involved person and I, I'm... All you wild know, I, is how we could con, you know, consider you. I beg your pardon? Or wild is how we could right. consider yeah, right. you. <laughs> well, it's true, you know, and I, I, it's very hard for me to I mean hold back if I want to say something. I'm sorry? I mean that very affectionately. Thank you, and I, I know that. I know that, Jenny, and thank you. But it, I had to be very careful because I didn't want to overstep my bounds. And, um, you know, Michael's time with David was, I'm sorry, Michael's time with Jack was, was very, very precious to Jack and to Michael. And um, But I was always there to support in some way whatever they wanted or whatever they needed me to do or asked me to do, and I was not involved with them. Um, you know, I became involved with Michael when he came into the house or when Jack was picking him up and they stopped off for a moment or so, and, um, and I, I was, I'm very fond of Michael's mom. I mean, we are very friendly to this day. In fact, we just went out to hear Michael play in one of the local um, cafes because Michael is um, a musician and he has gigs. And we were together with his mom and a couple of his other relatives um, in one of the um, one of the places that he was playing in a couple of weeks ago. So you know, we, Jack has kept up with him, 
and Michael calls whenever he wants to talk to somebody, and it's really a wonderful relationship. And the agency has, has made so many of these matches that it's an absolute blessing. Mm-hmm. And we're always looking for more um, yes. adults who are interested in being matched with a child. Now, you know, in my case, um, I, I think the relationship was a little extra good because Michael lost his father when he was under two years of age. And uh, then soon after, when I took, uh, took him on as a mentee, soon after, his grandfather died. So now he had absolutely no male role. The timing was perfect for me. And quite frankly, he and I had a lot in common because I lost my father when I was six years old. And I had uncles who were busy with their own lives and never really took that much time with me. So it was my friends that were my mentors, and this is where I learned everything about life, uh, was through my friendships. And I think I taught Michael a lot uh, along those lines, taking the place of very few friends that he had, or if they did, it wasn't... It wasn't Brooklyn, New York, okay? People were very wise in Brooklyn. In, in, in the suburbs, it's a little different, a little more sheltered, a little less information going back and forth. And so uh, that to me was, uh, it, it was perfection, just perfection. Mm-hmm. It was a very meaningful relationship to you. And um, Linda... Your thoughts and comments, again, I know you're being very quiet and giving them an opportunity to talk. Well, yes, I'm here listening. Any comments? I want to make sure you get a chance to. Thank you. Yeah, I think um, this is so exceptional, and what you have done is so personal and deep. For our listeners' sake, if they are coming from a work perspective or don't um, have the personal capacity to engage outside of work, like in the environment you're talking about with uh, the children and young adults. Um, what uh, Translate this a little bit for those folks into the workplace context. Mentoring within the workplace? Yeah, and the relationships and um, how how special and how uh, I know both of you are very accomplished, so I'm sure you've applied some of these same principles in the context of work or your business or uh, professionally. Hmm, that's interesting. I'm trying to think how that, if we did anything like that. Well, you know what, I think mentoring, you know, we, we really think, with um, children, you know, relating to children. But actually, I think that Linda is is very right. I think you're right on target, Linda, because we've we've mentored people through our business. We've mentored Mm -hmm. young designers who had been, you know, um, not working hours was the first workplace they had worked in. I mean, that's definitely a mentoring process. It's a mentoring process to, to have young people start working right out of school when they haven't really been in a workplace. I mean, there's so much mentoring that goes on between human beings, and we don't even call it names. You know, we don't put a name to it very often, but it actually is a mentoring situation. Uh Uh-huh, teaching, coaching, helping, advising, all of those. All of the above. Mm -hmm. Roll up. And um, 
my best guess is when you're working with the children, their parents are signing them up for these uh, relationships programs. And as you mentioned, you grow close. Um, what if there was a young person just out of school or out of high school that was looking for a mentor? What steps and resources are available for them to seek out something that perhaps doesn't land in their uh, on their radar screen? Well, just to respond to, to that question, and I think that's the point that I was trying to make earlier, is that there are some structured kinds of mentoring initiatives or programs that happen within many nonprofits like ours, mm-hmm. where there is a mentor. It could be site-based, where a group of students are meeting with mentors. Um, it could be individually based, like um, the program that we have called Mentoring for Kids. And then the kids age out at a certain age. And the point that I think I would like to make is that, Judith, you said it in a very clear way, that we do a lot of mentoring and we are leaders in so many different ways, but we don't necessarily label it, oh, I'm a mentor. Yes, that's very true. I think, I think if you care enough about mm-hmm. people or if you care enough about maybe a particular population mm-hmm. or you care enough about making the world a better place, uh, it, you know, it, it takes a while to get to that place. When you're, when you're young and you're, you're raising families and you have, you know, children it, like, you, know, to get like there. you mentioned, you know, right. you have, um, a middle-aged child. It, it's very, very hard. You have a certain Judith, amount I'm of going energy. To, Judith, I have to interrupt that thought, but hold it, sure. please. We're going to take a break and we'll be right back. Sure. the boardroom to you voice america business network leadership matters is brought to you by innovisions need to improve leadership staff or organization performance contact innovisions today for quality effective and affordable leadership staff and organization development training coaching and consulting services call 858-244-8264 that's 858-244-8264. Or send an email to Dr. G. Her email address is drg at innovisions.org. Innovisions is a social enterprise of the Neighborhood House Association of San Diego, California. Funds raised go to support the Neighborhood House Association's mission, developing children, families, and future leaders of our communities through empowerment, education, and wellness. Did you know that at the root of every business problem lies a communication issue? Communication Nation, a show that brings effective business communication practices to the masses, addresses a number of topics and talking points that impact your professional development, as well as business productivity and profitability. Host Jill Schiffelbein makes the theoretical tangible. Tune in each Tuesday at 8 a.m. Pacific Time, 11 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Be ready to become a better communicator with Communication Nation. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You are listening to Leadership Matters with Dr. Cheryl G., Jenny Frumer, John Janetta, and Linda Schub. 
If you have a question or comment about today's program, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. Or send an email to drg at innovations.org. Now, back to Leadership Matters. Hi, welcome back. I'm Jenny Fruma. Linda Shub is co-hosting with me today, and we have Judith and Jack Rosenberg, who are talking with us about leadership initiatives and mentoring. Just before we went to break, Judith, you were talking about, um, these are my words, but being at a phase in life or a stage in life where... Yes, it, it's when you're in the process of either building your career when you were younger or even middle-aged and when you're in the process of raising children, um, it takes almost all your energy to, to achieve a home life and a work life and caring for whomever you have to care for, whether it's children or older parents. And, and there comes a time, hopefully, in everyone's life where you are sort of leaving that place and coming into a place where perhaps you're looking to, to do something else. Mm-hmm. And maybe you are not even consciously thinking of making the world a better place, but hopefully that's in all of us, but mm-hmm. you have the time, you know, after your children leave the house or after you've achieved some, some level of success in business to look elsewhere mm-hmm. to do something else. And I think it's an absolute necessity that we, we try to, to make the world better. I mean, mm-hmm. it should be a part of all our life, and I don't like the word use should. Mm-hmm. It tells people what to do, but for, for us, it just it worked that way. We it's took become a, very meaningful. It, it became very meaningful, mm-hmm. and we took a great joy in, in being around um, children and being able to um, fix some things that seem to be broken. I mean, we're never going to be able to fix the world. I mean, right. we can. But the fact that people are trying is really a blessing. And, and I thank you for that, Judith, and for finishing that thought. And, Linda, you had a question earlier, um, which I want to throw back at you if I can, and that is about how do people who want a mentor go about seeking out somebody that whether they call, you know, whether it's a formal relationship or not, but someone that can be there for them, that can help them grow? Yeah, you know, we're talking about the younger population right now, and there is a, a group of people that, in my experience, are about maybe 17 or 18 to 23 or 24 that either are no longer eligible for programs through their schools or uh, other ways that probably could much use some of this kind of coaching, mentoring, life experience, and other things. Um, there are resources that if somebody takes the initiative that they can find um, many times through uh, Kids Corps or community college districts or um, I know uh, people involved with Girl Scouts and Boy Scouts uh, have mentoring programs and leadership programs that whether or not the kids are still of the age to be in that population, um, they can get trained counselors and training for camps and that kind of thing, YMCAs. So um, I may not have hit those 
broad brush and nationwide because those mm-hmm. are some local. But if if we all think about our faith based organizations, our community based, our service based, that. I think um, these young adults that sometimes don't have either direction at home or they've left home or whatever um, also need some continuity because if they're not picked up at work and in some kind of work program, you know, mentoring program at work Mm -hmm. or through some kind of social uh, and community network where we were talking about it could be lucky enough to be a friend of the family or something like that. Right. Um, Linda, what, what an important what an important point you brought up. I mean, that that's a whole category of an age category where they're sort of they're, they're sort they could be drifting because there isn't anybody that I mean, it's not like a mentoring for very young people, and they're not they're not truly adults yet, and they may be having great deals of problems, and that's an age group that you've mentioned that I I, I bet really could use a very specific program. Yeah, and resources. And if we do have any listeners or parents of listeners, I encourage you all just to look for, uh, I Googled stuff by my zip code and mentoring programs for teens or 20-year-olds or things like that um, because we have heard some resources um, over the past, few segments related to mentoring, particularly one that Valerie Wright has that's another one that's kind of a bridge program for kids. Um, So I encourage our listeners to check on our previous episodes, too, for some of the Internet links we've Mm -hmm. specified. And just because someone may have aged out from a more structured mentoring program doesn't mean that they have to miss the boat. Well, and all the neurological and brain research right now is showing that these kids, the last thing to develop, I'm not going to get this right, but it's in their frontal lobe in the area of judgment, and that's what mentoring is about. I can remember asking the question, how do I prove that I can have good judgment if I don't get to make any decisions? Mm-hmm. You and know, so mentors so and coaches really help someone go through the process of that decision-making process. Yes, in a structured way, and that age group is kind of uh, uh, not ready in terms of their own physiology and not accommodated by our society because historically we haven't thought about it that way. Mm-hmm. It is definitely thought-provoking. Boy, I'll say. Mm-hmm. If we have any callers that know of things or listeners, I would encourage them to call in, whether today or during a future segment, to add or email in. And other than that, I'll pass it back to you, Jenny. Okay, well, thank you for that. I, you know, I think that when we think about mentoring, we are really also in many ways talking about leadership. I see mentoring mm-hmm. being very much part of a leadership process. And whether we label them leadership or mentoring, um, taking initiative, these are all the kinds of things that have, from my, from my perspective, have risk, R-I-S-K, mm. risk involved. Very true. Um, you know, you're entering the life of somebody, a stranger, whether it's a young child or, you know, whether it's an 18 or 24-year-old, you're um, sharing your values, your judgments. If somebody is looking for a mentor, they kind of have to take a leap of faith that they are in- going to be engaging with the right kind of person who's going to really be able to meet their growth 
both whether it's professionally or in the work environment as well as personally. And I'm sure that's a, ve- that's a well, very big point. That's mm-hmm. also the importance. It shows the importance of that questionnaire that both the uh, mentor and mentee uh, must fill out. It, it's quite involved, mm-hmm. and it's very meaningful. It's a really a, a basic psychological uh, uh, test to see whether you have the same interests and uh, whether you can cope together. Mm-hmm. And uh, um, I, I think that's, that's the beginning. That's a of paramount a good... importance. I agree with Jack. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you also have to realize that not every single visit that you have with your mentee, or the, whether it's the mentee to the mentor or the mentor to the mentee, not every single hour you spend together is going to be successful. Mm-hmm. You know, you, ha- you have to learn to judge each other and you have to learn how to react to one another, and you have to learn how to be a friend. Mm-hmm. And a lot of these very, very sad, very lonely people do not have that ability, and they really have to learn that. Mm-hmm. And the other thing that I think about when I, and Judith, I really want to reinforce what you're saying, the other thing that I think about when I think about mentoring relationships, again, whether it's you know, one-on-one with a child or in the workplace, is that it gives the opportunity to gain a better understanding of the other cultures and Absolutely. appreciate yeah. a greater, you know, or develop a greater appreciation for diversity of people and cultures. That's a right. wonderful point, Jenny. That is a wonderful point. And, and so it has so much place and space in our lives. Um, and I, you know, really want to thank you and um, we still have a little bit more to talk about, but I so appreciate how passionate you have been about mentors and also you are great spokespeople, spokespeople for um, mentoring and leadership. And I want to talk a little bit more about some of those initiatives that you've taken, if we can do that. Um, I put in the write-up, the episode title, I added the word generosity because I think that we as nonprofits, and I know that I generalize when I say this, so I hope that our audience of listeners really understands this. And when we think about nonprofits, we really think about um, how we can engage volunteers, how we can engage donors, how we can engage people from the community of all ages who are interested in supporting, quote, the cause of the organization. And again, to do that, we have to have something as an organization, and this is true, I think, of public organizations as well when you think about employees and about um, consumers that we have to have something to offer those who really want to get engaged and involved with the organization. And, and a, place for them to, a place for them to use their talents. Exactly. And so I would love for you to talk a little bit about ways that you feel that you've been able to engage and use your talents. Well, Jack certainly has, being a mentor. He's been a mentor to more than mm-hmm. one child. And um, uh, I think the children have really, really bloomed through that relationship. Um, we, I really believe that anybody who volunteers to make someone else's life better and who gives their time and effort, and of course you have to have people who also give money because otherwise nothing is going to be able to be accomplished. But the people who perhaps don't have the ability to give much money and if they give of themselves and their time 
to making a, just someone's life a little bit better. Just think of how much better the world would be. It sounds like it's such a big thing. It's not. It's not. If, if somebody in your neighborhood needs a little bit of help, I mean, go out there and do it. I, I must tell you, from what Linda uh, said about the older kids, uh, I... I'm going to lose some sleep and I think about how we can change uh-huh. that. And uh, it's something I really, quite frankly, never thought about. Because you figure, well, by the time they're 12, 13, 14, they've been formed. But that's not true. Their brains are still very different than a, a full adult brain. And uh, I think there's a place to, to uh, try to find a, a way of, of uh, accomplishing uh, what Linda was talking about. I think it's really a very, very uh, great thing to start to do and try to get these yeah. people who, even after 18, you know, need some help. Right. I'm going to say something, and then we're going to go to break, and that is Linda and yes. our audience have actually just witnessed why I think Jack and Judith are so special, because the word initiative just jumps right out. We'll be right back. The business community's first choice in Internet Talk Radio, Voice America Business Network. Leadership Matters is brought to you by InnoVisions. Need to improve leadership, staff, or organization performance? Contact InnoVisions today for quality, effective, and affordable leadership, staff, and organization development training, coaching, and consulting services. Call 858-244-8264. That's 858-244-8264. Or send an email to Dr. G. Her email address is drg at InnoVisions.org. InnoVisions is a social enterprise of the Neighborhood House Association of San Diego, California. Funds raised go to support the Neighborhood House Association's mission, developing children, families, and future leaders of our communities through empowerment, education, and wellness. The way we do banking today continues to evolve. No longer is it just brick-and-mortar locations or traditional bankers' hours. Today, banking is 24-7. It's in the home. It's on the go. It's digital. Tune in to Breaking Banks with Brett King for a look at how traditional banking as we know it has changed due to a loss of trust, changing economic conditions and consumer behavior, government involvement, and, of course, technology. What does it all mean? Listen every Thursday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, noon Pacific, on the Voice America Business Channel. We're always talking business. Talk to an expert. Call now. Toll free. 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Voice America Business Network. Listening to Leadership Matters with Dr. Cheryl G., Jenny Frumer, John Janetta, and Linda Schub. If you have a question or comment about today's program, please call 1 866 472 5790. That's 1 866 472 5790. Or send an email to drg at innovations.org. Now, back to Leadership Matters. 
Hi, and welcome back. We are having a terrific conversation about leadership initiative and mentoring. And through our conversation, we've actually identified a segment of the population that are um, a little older um, uh, adults, if you will, but young adults who really might need some mentoring and thinking about how ways in which to kind of solve this problem and it's obviously a universal problem and I want to thank you so much Linda for your comments and uh, Judith and Jack for all of your insight and your willingness to share your experience. Um, In a couple of minutes I'm going to ask you to really talk about um, a leader that you feel exemplifies if you will some leadership qualities And um, before that, I want to go back to really talking about generosity. And when we talk about generosity of volunteers, it's really the volunteers who give of their time, who become the mentors, who also take leadership positions within an organization like a nonprofit. Um, We know that, Jack, you've been a mentor. You also sit on a chair of our Mentoring for Kids program, which is an additional time and also helps move a program along. And I have some inkling that at the next meeting, you're going to probably talk a little differently about mentoring and that one-on-one relationship. Um, Jack has also been recognized as the Advocate of the Year, along with a couple of other gentlemen here at Elpert Jewish Family and Children's Service. Judith, we've been talking a lot about Jack, but I want to say that in terms of your involvement and your wild involvement, um, as co-chair of our Major Gifts Division, you bring a different energy and you are a mentor. You are a mentor to the other lay leaders um, and really demonstrate tremendous initiative. Thank you. Um, So I want to know from you who you believe or you think is a leader, leader, it doesn't have to be historical, that has really demonstrated extraordinary leadership qualities? Well, if I may, there isn't one person. I think every single person who, who walks outside themselves to help somebody else, whether it's a child or an adult in in trouble or difficulty. I mean, if you can do something to help a life in difficulty, I mean, that certainly is mentoring, and there are a lot of people who do it. I mean, there are neighbors who make certain they watch a child of another neighbor, and there are people who bring food to somebody who's very, very ill, and, and there's other people who watch people's children when they are in the hospital. There there are so many wonderful people who just step outside themselves, and I think as a category, those are the people who should be admired. Well, you fit right in that category. Well, we all we all do, and we try to do the best we can. But and there are people who don't understand the premise, Linda. Really, I mean, there yeah. are people who just don't get it. But the ones who do are blessed people. Yeah, and then there's some who don't give themselves credit and appreciate what they do, um, and which always, I know for myself, allows me to do more because I see the goodness. Yes, you know, but, so, you're, but you're, you're very aware, 
and there are people who, you know, do things without thinking about it, and there are others who just do absolutely nothing except enjoy themselves. I think that's a gene that we're born with. I really believe that. Perhaps. Well, maybe genetic engineering will be able to build it into everybody. Ah, Uh, Linda, what a wonderful suggestion. The altruism scientist starts working on it. Along with another 100 years. (laughs) (laughs) Jeff, do you have a leader in mind when you think about someone who really exemplifies uh, leadership qualities as they relate to mentoring and initiative? Uh, Well, yes. As a matter of fact, um, uh, Karen who runs the program, mm-hmm. I think as, as, uh, as sort of uh, quiet as she may be, I think she's extremely focused in this program, and I must give her an awful lot of That's credit. That's very true, but mm-hmm. I, I think every one of you who work, Jenny, in a nonprofit organization are doing exceptional work. Mm-hmm. And and I often say, and, and part of my co-hosting is really representing um, a lot of the nonprofit world and organizations as we struggle really every day to try and do better, to meet our mission. Um, and we really couldn't do this without people who take a leadership role, who are willing to take the risk, who are willing to really, you know, put behind them that which they believe to move things forward. And we've just spoken a little bit about the kinds of work that some of our board members do, and it's been so wonderful to be able to highlight specifically the work that you, Jack, and Judith have done for the organization, with the organization, with our clients of the organization. Um, In addition to you know, really making sure that our play therapy room, uh, we have a specialty in play therapy, certified play therapists. You've really made that a place, a safe place for children. So I want to make sure, Linda, that you have a chance to kind of comment and um, we'll go around Robin and just any last thoughts that any either of you um, each of you may have, I'd really like for us to wrap up focused on leadership initiative and mentoring. So would you like me to go first? Is that Please. what I heard? Yeah, go ahead. Um, I think it's just like we say about a lot of things around us. My thoughts right now are to encourage everyone to sincerely look at the people around them and say, who seems to be struggling, and how can I help? Um, whether it's the younger children like um, the Rosenbergs are talking about right now, or whether it's this middle band of underserved, or whether it's our colleagues as we go through our adult life passages. Um, but mentoring sounds so formal when I also think of it as coaching, awareness, being there to give a hand. It doesn't mm-hmm. have to be a forever relationship. Mm-hmm. Right. Thank you. Judith, yeah. get in there and then Jack. Well, I, I think Linda actually hit it on the head. I think if we really, really think about to step out of your own life a little bit and help just a small amount, 
to to improve other people's lives. I mean, it doesn't take a great deal, and you don't have to do it for years and years and years, and you don't have to do it constantly. Mm-hmm. You can just try, like, every week to just make someone's life a little easier or a little better, and that's got to improve the world. Mm-hmm. I love and that. We, and we... And we 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 have to at least i do i feel very strongly about maintaining the family service uh, family and children's service uh which to me is one of the most important things uh i've ever done in in my life and i will continue to see that it is funded as well as it can be and to help in any way because i know what they're doing is everything what you women have just talked about and uh it's important uh that they, they remain forever. Mm-hmm. I agree. And, and, and Judith, and, and thank you so much for those last thoughts. And, and Judith, you said it earlier, um, I did not expect you to really be talking so much about us as an organization as much as the role that you've had, but uh, we cannot thank you enough and recognize how many other nonprofits there are out there who would be um, so envious to have or, uh, lay leaders like yourself, and there are many organizations that do. And I think our ability to share the things that are working so well within our organizations can help other organizations as well. I want to really thank you, Judith and Jack, for joining us today and being our guests. Linda, thank no, you for co-hosting. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank and you all. And you're listening to Leadership Matters. Join us every Wednesday afternoon and um, inspire informing leaders and inspiring solutions and have a great week. Thank you, all of you. Good. Thank you again for tuning in. Leadership Matters with Dr. Cheryl G., Jenny Frumer, John Janetta, and Linda Schub is broadcast live every Wednesday afternoon at 5 p.m. Eastern Time, 2 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Have a wonderful week and make your leadership matter.